hella black, you feel me? Come on, come with it. We got a Rocking. special guest on this motherfucker. I'm so yeah, just yeah. long time coming. Real long time coming, yeah. man. It's a black radical Twitter, socialist Twitter, black Twitter, you feel me? Link up, nigga. Real yeah. niggas in this motherfucker. This Rocking, is in the making, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a this is many a... Um, Twitter conversations and text conversations and in-person conversations in the making. Yeah, yeah. it's actually like, you know, this word called building, I think. <laughs> that niggas don't want to do, nigga. It's called building, nigga. Niggas been building. <laughs> and I just wish, like, like, we talk about this shit so much. All the fuck shit that gets pumped. The biggest platforms, you know what I'm saying? Like, all, all the conversations that's happening around, like, blackness. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Black liberation. Man. Like these blackness, are the kind of, blackness with the trademark. Come on, these <laughs> like this conversation. It's gonna resonate with folks, and it's gonna it's gonna you know people gonna listen to it and, and take away what they need to take away from it. But I just wish you know we had much bigger platforms because I know this is a conversation that hey. can really be used to provide coming, so much man. political education for folks. It's coming. We just gotta keep pushing, keep coming with the heat, keep coming with that content again. If you listen to this motherfucker, spread this shit. Tell your cousin, tell your auntie, nigga, post on your IG story, nigga. Post on my Facebook for your old ass aunties and shit, nigga. Post it, you feel me? Tell your folks. Like, that's what it really got to be about. And that's how we've built the platform that we have. It's straight grassroots, you feel me? We're we're for the people, by the people on that real shit, you feel me? So the people, we ain't nothing without the people. So spread this shit. Post on your story. Follow us at Hell Black Pod. If you white, don't listen to this shit for the F, bro. <laughs> don't listen to this shit for the F. Go to our Patreon, patreon.com. Subscribe to the Patreon, pod. man. Come on. For real, that Pat you, Ron, Y'all bro. giving Chapo House how much money now? You got to get We for sure, bro. Them niggas have <laughs> niggas is millions, nigga. Off, <laughs> off some real niggas here. money now. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> these white people need to start fucking just listening to black people, bro, and stop listening to they fucking quote-unquote leftist talk shows coming from the left. <laughs> <sighs> If y'all don't know me, we, we, we got my nigga Kings on today. Yeah, yeah. Rocking in this motherfucker. Yeah, Kings, where you coming from? Man, coming right now from Mobile, uh, straight up Mobile on the IE, SoCal. I uh, want to give a quick, first off, quick RIP to my uh, young nigga Chop. Uh, one of the niggas I have mutuals on Twitter, a lot of the Bay Twitter fucked with Chop. A lot of niggas in NBA Twitter fucked with Chop. He unfortunately lost his life to gun violence. So I said love to him and his family. And just, you know, RP, my nigga Chop. Most deaf, bro. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I've seen a lot of y'all tweeting about that shit. And from what I, what I was able to see, um, he was definitely somebody that everybody valued, loved, and appreciated. Yeah, my condolences. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you. So, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm happy to have you on. You're definitely someone that's um, helped shape my politics and push my thinking. Also, mm-hmm. a nigga that has been out in the field with us in PBO. Yeah. Um, so it's always great to have folks that, you be seeing like talk and push the politic, not just um, with their words, but also make it a, a point to to live their shit through with their actions. I'm hella juice to have you on, bro. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me, man. I've been trying to get on too, trying to help push the word. And hopefully, you know, we're going to get into some good topics today and people, you know, tap in, going to listen to some good conversation. Most definitely. That's bro. what it's about. Do you listen to Hellbuck? Because I don't. <laughs> I wish more niggas listened to it. I know we be making jokes and all that shit, but like when I be, you know, when I see almost, the kind of shit that do get the platform, I'm like, well, damn, niggas for sure should be listening to our shit. Yeah, Come on. I almost never listen to like any podcast. I think I listen. To, the only time I listen to like one of y'all shit when I think when y'all was on SoundCloud, 
was yeah. listening. To, I was listening a little bit, but I almost never listen to any uh, podcast, bro. I'd be too knee deep in reading and shit. But like, yeah. that's important. You doing some type of political education, my nigga? Yeah, it's, I'm always reading, bro. Period. Like, it's, it's annoying. It's annoying sometimes. Honestly, I like I don't even be wanting to do it, but I just gotta do it. No, nah, I feel you. Yeah, I mean, I I just started listening to some podcasts, and it's, it's still kind of hard for me to listen to some podcasts. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. like it's just I don't know. I'm not trained to listen to podcasts, bro. Like I don't, like it just don't. Yeah, it, it don't click for me. Like I would listen to like old, you feel me, like Malcolm speeches or some old Asada shit on YouTube. Right. You feel me or like Kwame Terry stuff too. Exactly I mean, that some right. of that old shit. That. But yeah, fuck with us on SoundCloud and shit. But you know, <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud for sure. We got some black joy and shit. We try to always center joy in the midst of all this fucking bullshit that is constantly being thrown at us. You feel me? And trying to center joy and shit. So, yeah, we got this little segment in the beginning where we just try to talk about some joy. So, what's been uh, bringing you some joy, bro? What's been bringing me some joy? I mean, I guess I would say, like, you know, in this reading, I've been, like, my material for my program has just been registering a lot better. Uh, like, like I, I don't like I don't be grasping it, but, like, when I start talking more about the subject, like, with my PI, with my like, faculty, or with, like, my lab mates, like, I can just tell by how they respond to me, how I'm articulating myself. Like I'm getting more and more knowledgeable on what I need to learn. So like right now I'm trying to prep for applause. I'm trying to send a review article out to get published over the summer. And like my, you know, my background felt solid. So a lot of the reading I was doing, like it was annoying at the time, but it got me prepped. So I'm joyful about that. So I'm just joyful about, you know, being prepared and staying on top when it comes to at least this program. Yeah. But can you, can you tell me a little, tell us a little bit more about what you're studying and I guess like how it functions? Because I always hear you talking about like you know lab and giving presentations and shit. I'm like, yeah. well, nigga, like how exactly is this shit? Like, what does it look like? How how does it function? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm in a you know PhD program in biomedical sciences. So like with the STEM shit, you know, a lot of the STEM bio research is like wet lab. So you like, you know, what I'm saying with the you know the little lab glasses on with your little coat on. Um, I mean, we already we have a lab on campus that's doing COVID nineteen study. I mean, we got people doing cancer research. Right now, I'm doing parasitic nematode research. I'm doing parasite research. So, uh, people doing viral research as well. So, I mean, it's it's the you know top notch you know at the on the campus side. So you know, like so for me, biomedical sciences, like everything I do has to do with like human health, how it applies to human health, like you know the whatever helps you know going to help humans, you know, recover from any type of diseases or mm-hmm. any type of, you know, pathologies that they have. So that's what my program is geared towards. So for me, it's like, you got to do lab work because, you know, when, you, when you're when you a PhD program, you know, you got to do a dissertation, you know, you got to defend that to graduate. So like your whole time in the program is just getting research data to where, you know, when you propose that, you got to have a whole bunch of data to defend what, you know, what you propose. So yeah it's it's just like you gotta make sure you get enough data in that and they want you to publish too because when you publish stuff you know it shows that you know you were able to do like quality work so uh, right now i'm working on a pop on a on a project that's on track to get published so uh, i should hopefully you know next two years got to get two publications out one for review one for like a first for a first uh have research so i'm that's pushing uh, yeah i'm pushing this new we're pushing some uh cutting edge stuff with this in my lab right now, honestly, it's like, like, like I've done the research. It's like, 
never before seen shit that's gonna come out this out this yeah. lab. So it's gonna be interesting to see how we tie it to humans. But it, it's some cool stuff that we got going on right now. Shit, that's what's up. I know how hard that shit is. You, you know, publishing and shit. Like it's not an easy. You feel me? It's not an easy thing to do, especially as a PhD candidate and shit. Like, bro, that shit is that shit is tough. There's so many fucking hoops you got to jump through and shit just to Hello, get you, you know peer review. Peer reviewed, IRB approval and shit. Like, you got to get that and shit too. IRB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The IRB and the peer review. I mean, that shit they be yeah. up because like if they peer review, because also it's like scientists have like personal interests. So some scientists like like if they see that you're in their field. Like some might be just start hating, honestly. Like, nah, fuck that. Bro, some might steal your some bro. might steal your shit for their lab. Niggas don't understand might, that academic like, beef, bro. The academic beef be hella fucking <laughs> petty and it, funny. Right? Cause it's like y'all niggas ain't gonna throw no hands, but y'all, like, bro, be throwing, like y'all be throwing some big some ass like words, this. bro. Niggas somebody steal my research. Yeah. Them niggas gonna yeah, write, like, write a whole big ass word and shit and make up some new fucking words just to call you like some some name, bro. On God, bro. Some weird shit. They be on this shit crazy, man. The the beef that they have, like like my PI was telling me that his old PI tried to he tried to kill a, re, a a paper that got submitted, but they had to convince him not to do it. But he was already convinced that oh, I'm about to destroy this shit. They not publishing this. Fuck that. There's like nah nah, let it go. But he he like recommended something to them for them to have to put in the paper. Where he was not gonna accept it. Like it's just petty stuff, and it's like it's just petty stuff where like they can like kill your shit if you don't like listen to what they say. Yeah. Yeah, academia is trash, bro. It sounds like the academy. I wouldn't be in it if I didn't have to do it, but like they're not giving me no choice for what I want to do. So you gotta play the game. Yeah. You feel me? In some ways, you gotta play this shit so you can do what you want to do and create different and new avenues for the people who gonna come after you. That's really all it is. Because a lot of niggas will come through the academy and go through hell of fucking bullshit through the academy, and then they'll do the same exact shit that happened to them. Same thing, bro. bro. It's, it's, same it's like, thing. honestly, it's some, uh, you know, it's academic hazing, to be honest. It's, bro, it's like a frat low key. And I, yeah. I'm a fraternity, you know, shout out Yoda Fight Theater, shout out my frat brothers, you feel me? Dirty Delta Kai, shout out Nick Fury, you feel me? Shout out Khalil Ferguson, you feel me? I hate these niggas. I know Nick, you know, I know Nick. But you know, but you know, I have, you know, but it's like, it's like damn near like, you know, academia is like, you know, a fraternity in the sense that, you know, like once you in, like you feel like you, that, you know, you get to do everything that, you know, that was done to you onto somebody. It's that else. power, bro. It's that power <laughs> shit. Power tripping. Yeah. Some things get in, they start power tripping. That's why it's like, for me, I'm not, I'm trying to get academia and use my talents to get out. Like I'm trying to create an alternative avenue. I mean, it's industry because it's because that's like the main avenue outside of academia and i hate that industry because it's like you know industry's heavily tied to capitalism i mean like when you look at the revolutionaries you look at you know marx you look at Engels and all them niggas you know they have to go through industry too you know to to get what they need to do because i mean at the end of the day who's going to develop the stuff you know you have to get the resources to develop land you know your land you develop your medical treatments it's for me i'm trying to develop new drugs for, for niggas to make it affordable it's like you gotta get. You gotta go through the the you motion. Go through the system, yeah. Through the system, yeah. You you gotta get it how it's available. Like you can't just you know you're not gonna be like, all right, I'm not gonna do what you wanna do, and think the shit gonna magically appear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, or even if like let's say you feel me, you you go to another country and get your degree, like they just yeah. gonna be like, oh, that degree don't count, especially in the medical know. field. Like they about right. oh, no. <laughs> so it's like, and if you go to another country, you gotta play their rules too. So you know what I mean. So it's not yeah. you about to just go there and just do whatever you want to do. Like niggas gotta understand, you know, people in power put 
shit in place and you gotta navigate it a certain way. So thousand percent. Yeah. Well shit, good luck to you and all you got going on, bro. Wish you much you. success. Let niggas know how we can support at any given time, bro. Real nigga shit. I know niggas be saying that, but like dead ass though. Yeah, yeah. Dead ass. <laughs> if it's ever anything niggas need that we can help <laughs> boost to whatever, let us know. Off top. What what you got for Black Joy, my nigga? Shit, yesterday I went on a little, little ride. I saw. To the beach and shit, to Dylan's Beach up north. I saw. So that shit was hella nice, bro. Just getting out, you feel me, fresh air. Like, where not a lot of people are, too. Mm-hmm. That was cool, just being on the road. Not a lot of cars and shit, just being able to get out. Niggas crossed three different bridges and shit. You know, niggas got a little flick on the Golden Gate Bridge and shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? On that motherfucking bike thing. Yeah. So, you know, follow my IG at Black Talk Crack. You're trying to see some <laughs> exquisite photos of me riding my Harley. <laughs> But, uh, oh my god, bro! <laughs> just getting, you know, if you listen to hell, but like, you know, I'll be talking about this shit. But it's just, it's a freeing feeling, and it's a way for me to like set up a day to where like I'm starting my day on some positive shit, you know? Because later that day, I was hit with hell of fucking negative shit. So I like, I was happy that I was creating that time and being intentional about that time, um, just so, just to help help my mental health. So, were you able? We we talked about this, Kings. You just said you don't. Listen to Hella Black, so it's all good. But <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck him. <laughs> it don't matter, nigga. You said what you that, said. That nigga actually a, a patron for Chapo Trap House. He ain't even. <laughs> 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 really I don't think. I don't even think I know what they page look like, bro. I don't, I don't know who those niggas are. I just saw that list I, with the, with the podcast. I don't even know their name because niggas tweet about them, bro. I don't yeah. even know who run this shit or nothing. Like some some fucking crackers. <laughs> but nah, we was talking about. I don't know if it was the last episode or, but a more recent episode. We were talking about, um, whenever. Niggas talk about joyous moments. I think it's a good practice to try to like, cause you know, like when, when anxiety, when you start thinking about something that you're afraid of, you can start having those emotions as if it actually happened, right? You can start having those yeah. feelings. And I think with joy, it's important that we trigger that same shit, right? So like when you thinking about what made you feel good, bro, like really try to center yourself with that emotion and relive it again. Um, yeah. So whenever you like, mm. you feel me, my nigga, you having some joyous shit, like relishing that shit and oh, try, to, shit. try to call back on it, you feel me? That actually reminded me, man. I had a dope ass dream, bro. Like this shit felt surreal. Honestly, I think, I think some of my mutuals was with me, bro. I basically, I don't know if y'all was in it. But I know that nigga uh, Jason was in it. I know that nigga Miles was in it. We like we. I basically took everybody back to to my to my house in Nigeria, bro. I had everybody go to the motherland. And, like it was just a weird moment, bro. Like I was touching the dirt, and like I just felt like at home, bro. Like at peace, like. I, I felt, shit, I shit, this shit, this shit bro. Surreal. You gotta channel that shit, bro. Like you, bro, gotta, like it was surreal. That, like, that, that damn near might be something you feel me. Your dreams, nigga, is telling you where you need to be at, bro. Bro, on God, <laughs> because like my dad was video chatting me from it like two weeks ago. So like I dreamt about it last night. And it's like when I woke up and I saw the political violence, bro. I was just so annoyed because I'm like, bro, what am I doing here, bro? <laughs> you know, feel me on some like yeah. and like you know, and it's not even on some romanticizing and shit. Because I mean, I I was born in Nigeria. I've lived in Nigeria. I already know how violence is. But it's like it's like man. Like if you if you gonna if you gonna die die amongst your people, man. Like that's just how I feel, bro. Like yeah. I, I'm gonna live with someone violent. I want to live where my where niggas at, bro. I'm not trying to live with no crackers and die by no crackers. Nah, that's nah, it, bro. real shit. But nah, niggas gotta again when y'all feeling the moments of joy, make sure y'all niggas like try your best to relive yeah. the feeling. And if you a listener, man, you know, share some of your black joy. We've been trying to get niggas to do that for a year now. Niggas ain't sure. I'm just going to assume joy, niggas nigga. not happy. Niggas so. is just like, all right, uh, here we I go. Like we, black and Delincey again with the black joy shit, but you know, <laughs> we ain't going to share our own shit, nigga. Share your motherfucking joy, nigga. <laughs> Telling you. Or not, us at maybe our power. joy is enough. Yeah. Maybe niggas get, you know, 
Or, or share it with a close friend if you don't want to do it on on the uh, the, the internet or whatever. So, you gotta find that shit somewhere though. Yeah. What about you? For real. Um. Like I don't, the last few weeks been dumbass hard, but you know on the way over here, we just got we just confirmed that we're gonna get two thousand two thousand masks to hand out um to the to the houseless population um in Oakland. So that's something I'm excited about because that's like one of the ads we've been having right over the last like since yeah. the shelter in place started. And every time we go out, y'all got masks, y'all got masks, y'all got masks, y'all got masks. And it's like having to tell niggas like, no, we don't is a sucky ass feeling. So now we finna have enough to like, you know, really I think make an impact on mm-hmm. folks. So that's what's that's what I'm excited about right now. That's what's making mm-hmm. me happy. Yeah. I'm I'm juiced for that. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, man. New situations mean new ways to meet the people's needs. Yeah, bro. Niggas been having. I mean, I think I have, like niggas do so much reading, and like you know your history, and when you know your history, you know like how much these niggas had to adapt at any given moment. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like, so I think sometimes we even romanticize fucking adaptation to a point. You just like, oh, you see these these niggas was get, these niggas was stuck, and now these niggas was getting these niggas was mobbing. And you like once you start experiencing that shit yourself, that shit be heavy, bro. And it's like. You know, you have your moments where you are able to adapt and, and fulfill the need, but it'd be some residual fucking stress you carrying from that shit mm-hmm. and trauma. So, like, a niggas just trying to do what niggas can figure it out. <laughs> but we got a good episode in store. We're going to dive into a lot of great different topics. You feel me? From pan-Africanism to, to COVID-19 to the science behind shit to that. To that weirdo, Governor Newsom. You know. <laughs> man. I told niggas, man, in March, me and that nigga beefing, bro. I'm, I'm sick of that nigga. Bro, he been a slime ball for a minute. We'll, we'll get into that. Like, if you if you've been paying attention to politics in California, you knew that nigga was a slime ball. <laughs> like, bro, that nigga, bro. That nigga really been on some weird shit. So, what are you doing? The first one? Oh yeah. Um. So our first one is off a a tweet that you. Mm-hmm. tweeted a few weeks ago um and i don't think i feel like me and you got a chance to like maybe exchange like one or two tweets on it and i was hoping that you could um i guess like dive into that a little bit more and explain exactly what you were saying because i have my own takeaway from it but you know sometimes shit get lost in translation i wasn't really sure right. but i thought that regardless of what you meant um it would be something that we should touch on but you said everything is so individualized with um, liberalism rhetoric even the billionaire discourse is incomplete um, so yeah, were you referring to liberals often critiquing people and situations and not the entire systems that create and allow them to function, or were you talking about some other shit? Yeah, I mean that's that was it. I mean, and it, honestly, it's not even liberals because it'd be one of those things where even like you know people who ID themselves more to the left even get into where with the whole eat the rich rhetoric or no good billionaires, it's like like you know they start focusing on the Bezos, they start focusing on the Bill Gates. And it's like, you know, I was, the people were talking about, oh, Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire by so-and-so date. I mean, it was a prediction by a research, uh, one research group that they predicted that. And then people were looking at, oh, how can Jeff Bezos have a lot of money? I'm like, bro, yeah, Jeff Bezos, if if he is a trillionaire, that's bad. But you got to understand, if he's a trillionaire, you know how much Amazon is going to be worth? Like, it's no stopping Amazon if them motherfuckers get to like $10 trillion. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we looking at Bezos, he, but he's the, 
he's the face, but he's just one part. He's like, he's a big part, but he's one part of the machine, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's a machine that's working, man. Like, Bezos is but one part of the machine. And the and machine like, made Bezos, too. And that's the what I'm saying. Like, niggas, niggas chose him. You feel me? It ain't, it ain't yeah. just like, like uh, out of nowhere, and he picked himself up from his fucking, you know, New Balances or whatever. Like, that nigga, like, like he was chosen by the he state. He was chosen, bro. It's, it's like one of those, it's like if you watch Dragon Ball Z, right? And it's like, like Bezos is like an Android. He's like Android seventeen, Android eighteen. But it's like you get rid of that nigga. It's like okay, we got sell. Like we gonna replace the nigga with somebody else because we we the machine, bro. We make the niggas. Yeah. So it's like you can get rid of one, we gonna give you another one. So it's like people understand. Like if you focusing on an individual, like taxing the billionaires and all that, it's like that's not gonna get to the root of the issue because all these all these policies, all these rules of tax codes and all this stuff, they can just get eroded. Like twenty years from now, like and people don't understand. We had these codes before. Like, remember we people always tweet, oh, um, back then we tweeted the rich way more. Back then the tax rate for the rich was like over ninety percent. I'm like, yeah, what happened to that? You know what I mean? It, it, they got rid of it. So <laughs> if you go back to the shit. They gonna get rid of it again because they I mean, did it before, so they yeah. can do it. Again. I mean, that's 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 the. Uh... The fallacy of fucking reform. Exactly. And so okay, they might get hit for two years, right. three years, right? Four years, eight years tops. Eight and years. what happens? A nigga like Trump come in and start cutting the shit up. And it's like, all right, we <laughs> back white supremacy, one. bro. That is what it is. White supremacy, bro. That shit is evolving, bro. You might take and they was never even taking no L's to begin with. They was adapting. Was just yeah, a, I'm like, even if they do, even if they do they change these move. policies, nigga, it's not like niggas is gonna cease to exist and these niggas' money is gonna right. cease to come in. They just moved their money to an offshore bank account. <laughs> and Obama came in and said, Okay, well, I'm gonna save everything else. Yeah, it's like y'all y'all keep your money, y'all take the money and run, I'm gonna bail out the rest of the banks. <laughs> I mean, I I know why, because it's it's so much easier to have like a singular person to blame or like these like right. Or like a, a a group of people to blame because the work that it takes to actually assess yeah. and not only assess but then if we go on an even higher level and dismantle it's too much fucking work. It's well, too I, much fucking work. I think also niggas do like some of their crumbs from capitalism too, and and from people got to get over that. Right, that's a big part of it as well. Is like niggas ain't willing to fully critique the shit because they do like some of it. They do, bro. They, <laughs> they, love, they have they some money. <laughs> they love they love getting that you know that you know that app uh, Amazon Prime two days you know they love to say oh Jeff Bezos just pay him just pay him twenty dollars an hour it's cool I I, I want to get my air fryer in two days you feel me like you know what I mean but like, you, niggas don't even be having the the imagination to think like nigga if this whole shit go away you won't even want none of the shit that you got right now exactly. like, that's like that's the they shit that be having to want so that perplexed. shit it, it's like, <laughs> conditions you to want it bro they can, <laughs> yeah, they can I mean I think it, it, it's funny even just like. Bro, the line at Target, bro, the other day was like mm. going all the way up the fucking bridge and up to Emeryville. And I'm just like, bro, like, what is so serious about Target that you can't go somewhere else? Like, you were right. just so, like, you can't shop nowhere else. Bro. You know I mean, it's like Target has some food, but they don't got hella food. So I know y'all niggas ain't really going there for grocery shopping. You feel I mean, me? But it's like niggas is just so addicted to this consumer culture that capitalism produces. Bro, these colonized minds, bro. And our shit is way more spend, colonized spend, than niggas want to and that shit is crucial, bro. And it's like, it's crazy because like, they, 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 everybody pumping out a variation of the same shit. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like when it comes to burgers, for example, like there's an in and out right by my house. That motherfucker is long every single day. I'm like, nigga, it's the same shit, bro. It's literally a burger, fries, 
Straight, my nigga. Like, hey, why no you cap, I had in and out last night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm eating out once in a while, but it's like, damn, nigga, line line out the door yeah. every day. Like, why, nigga? Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, why are we conditioned to have to like want to buy? This I don't even home? think at this point niggas is even thinking about shit. Or like thinking. the think the thinking that we are doing is program thinking. It's like, yeah. It's like, so is I it mean, condition? Yeah. Is it thinking or is it just much like just going off condition? Oh, bro, just reacting, bro. It's just reacting. It's the media too, in a lot of ways. Like this hyper media culture that we live into even you know twitter and social media where things become a craze and it's like damn you got niggas fucking fighting over popeyes nigga <laughs> Bruh. Like, like okay that chicken sandwich was decent we'll get i'll give it that you know i buzz yeah. down a few of them like but nigga what and you, it's, and it's not enough to send me into a frenzy Bruh. and niggas and it's niggas targeting other individuals i'm like it's hyper focused on individuals we avoid and the even then they blame the niggas who was going to get the sandwiches and not <laughs> the fucking system that was telling hella niggas to go get the sandwich otherwise right. he was not cool nigga <laughs> you see what i'm saying and that's the and that's the that's the shit with the social distancing bro like, yeah. I, like i get it right like i get it you know what i mean like seeing people act irresponsible is trash you know what i mean like you know like i like I literally, I'm only like in this whole social distance thing. I'm only messed up one time, but it was like even like it was a small group. It wasn't even more than four people in that, in that group. But other than that, like I've been in the, at the crib. But it's like for me, it's like you critiquing all these people, right? But where's the guidance? I mean, you expect them to adhere to a policy that the government ain't even doing. Like first of all, you want people to go out of their way. The government is telling these niggas we're opening up. Trump is telling phase these niggas, three. Trump is telling these niggas if there's a second wave, we not closing now. I don't give a fuck. You want niggas to when you you when niggas hear that, you expect them to hear that and then not do anything like like just say, yeah. okay, I'm gonna stay inside. When yeah. their bills are piling up, you know, the unemployment is about to run out and they're not passing no more stimulus. And it's like they gotta work to eat. Like, what do you expect niggas to do realistically? Like they're not getting no guidance. You're mad at them for th- that energy that you're using to be mad at them is what you should be taking to the government officials, the leaders, like, nigga, freeze our shit, freeze our bills, give us this amount of money that we need to last Niggas, bro. At the, end of the year and so that we can stay home. But they're not doing that, and people aren't doing that. The government has successfully made it an individual problem, again. <laughs> I mean, that's what capitalism does. And it, I mean, I'm more so, I'm more frustrated, like, I'm more so frustrated with niggas who tend to be, who claim to be on the left, who claim to be, who claim to have like radical minds. Like nigga, why are y'all again targeting the most of the folks that are being at the root of this shit are poor black folks. Like, why is he always exactly. like, that's the, 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 that's the most, that's the demographic that's being the most judged. Like all y'all niggas can't stay in the house. Oh, I hope the second wave hit. Niggas ain't gonna be mad today. Catch this shit. It's like, bro, how about you spend that time on actually educating niggas or doing some real organizing to where niggas, again, the points that you just proved, Rent gets froze, niggas bills get froze, and it's like, come on, bro. Now, now niggas don't got a reason to be outside. What's the reason? Nobody else is there. No one else needs to be there. Like in China, when when, when they went on lockdown, niggas called the shit authoritarian because they closed everybody off. They was like, you niggas not leaving your apartment. We're going to come to your door. We're going to measure your temperature every day. We're going to give you this amount of food that you need. Make sure all your bills are froze, but you're not leaving until we get this shit under control. Niggas was mad. They was calling, oh, that's your That's what protecting your people look like. But that's what protecting your people look like. Like, like, nigga, this, like, people don't understand this shit is hard when, like, people have, like, this idea and they talk metaphysically about what it means to protect the people who have a government to protect you. But when it comes down to carrying it out, sometimes it looks ugly like that. Like sometimes they gonna have to tell you that if your government is the right government and it's you know by by your people, 
like they're gonna have to tell your ass to sit down, and we gonna have to make sure everything. Right, so because you gotta protect people from themselves. Yeah. That's yeah, you gotta, yeah, you gotta protect niggas from themselves because niggas don't know better. Exactly. Like, they don't know any better, so you got you gotta say, hey, bro, we know how this shit works. I know you don't get it, so we gonna help you out and make sure everything got control. At so the very like, least, you ain't gotta worry about your essential needs, bro. Then you, right. You know, so, so, and yeah, it's take care of your essential needs. Right. But it's like, but like you know. Niggas was taught bad mouthing China for that, but now they begging for that shit in America because now people are on their own and they're not behaving. It's like, what did you expect, yeah. bro? Like, and then you compare, you? yeah, like, and then you compare the statistics between China and here, and look how many deaths you feel me China had, and look at how many deaths we have in America. Niggas like, was calling them right wing authoritarian, all this crazy, you know, niggas be throwing, niggas be throwing all this shit, socialist, so communism, shit, red scare, you feel me? And it's like, bro, they kept their death rate down so much because they have a fucking proletariat dictatorship. <laughs> nigga, like, like whether, like I always tell niggas, regardless of whatever you want, I, I have my own feelings about China. Regardless of whatever yeah. government you think they have, them niggas still have a public sector, and they gonna tell motherfuckers who have the factories, hey, bro, there's a, a pandemic going on. You're not making no more motherfucking uh, phones no more. You're gonna be making some hand sanitizer because <laughs> niggas gotta get. They still they have that control. They, got, they have that power. They got that control, so they gonna you know. Everybody met hands on deck, and we about to get this shit under control. And, that's and it's, what regardless, everything is in in preservation of the people. Like, the people. That's, that's like, what, that's it's, what about. it's about, bro. That's what about uh, the way that we've resp- the way that America has responded has all been about big businesses and corporations, bro. That's it. All it's been about, bro. The people have been the last thing on motherfuckers' mind. That's why niggas getting that twelve hundred dollar check. That's niggas, why niggas, niggas is reopening back up. Check. That's why niggas is even allowed. Like, why are you even allowing shit. clubs to open, my nigga? <laughs> why is that even an option? Again, why is it the people who like, bro? I'm so tired of motherfuckers like preying on victims and, and that shit's crazy. I'm, like, I'm like, bro, the, the people are the victims in this situation. There's no way around yeah, it. There's no way around it, niggas. Like, like they being they being funneled into that because they see the media like, oh yeah, like get America back on its feet, back on like ready, we're ready to go ready back to work. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. That's the propaganda going around. So it's like, you know what I mean. And then the business owners want them to come out. So it's like. It's conflicting shit, and there's no direction. And, yeah. and once again, instead of the left or us to take control and be like, hey, let's make an organized front, an organized agenda, and let's get tell people to understand that, hey, this is why this is happening. You have a bunch of different conflicting narratives, and now everything's disorganized, and now you have a bunch of people pointing their fingers around. This is what, and I'm going to get more into this and to why Pan-African is important, because that's a it's a larger picture, but... It's that disorganized, you know, approach, and it's like it's like every man for himself, from the left to the right to the every everyday person. I mean, it's it's like the same niggas that you feel me was okay. A lot of these niggas was having to take care of themselves and figure things out for themselves. So don't be mad right. when they center themselves in their actions. Like, what, what was you niggas doing on a mutual aid front to make niggas want to stay in the house and feel like they had community, make niggas feel like they were, not only was they protected, that they was protecting other people. Yeah. yeah. Like, what was you doing on that front? And you can't yeah. blame the people for wanting to get money, nigga, because they need money <laughs> to survive, they, bro. That's, all they that's know. why niggas is outside. Niggas not well, need to get money. But it's like if niggas' material needs was met, if rent was canceled, nigga, if mortgages was canceled, nigga, oh, people wouldn't have no issue about not opening up. I mean, their needs was fucking met. But even on the other side, you know right? I mean? Like the niggas who aren't just going opening their business. I'm talking about the niggas who just going outside and going to clubs and yeah. bars and shit. It's like a lot of niggas still have that individualistic. Approach because yeah. niggas wasn't being approached with community mindsets when this the shit first popped off. You yeah. feel me? Like that's just what it shows. It's a lack of community, and we know it's that a product it, of this country. Come on, it's right, it's show, so we gotta do of this two things. We gotta either build our alternative, which should be the focus, not critiquing individuals. You should be focusing on building that alternative. Either that or 
destroy, destroying the government in place that's making it happen or doing both is what we should be doing. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need to stop focusing on these individual actors all the time and start realizing the bigger picture. It's, it's counterproductive. It's, it's counterproductive. It's <laughs> counterproductive. And it's hard to, I get it, it's hard to, but nigga, liberation ain't easy, bro. Like, yeah. I, I, I get so mad because people talk about this shit like, oh, like, you know, like, they talk about how it's difficult to do certain things and they're like, they, and, you know, people kind of just want to settle or the easy, low-hanging fruit, but it's like, man, if you really want this liberation shit, you gotta go. You gotta go for it, man. Like, they're they not gonna hand it to us. I don't know how else to, how else to put it to people. Yeah, and history shows that. Sometimes niggas be too radical for me, and that's where you get the, 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 the talks where it's like niggas who be like, oh, the police ain't killing you niggas fast enough, or man. you niggas, oh, you niggas ain't gonna be happy till, a, till one of y'all catch it. I'm like, bro, that shit is like, y'all wishing... Death on black folks. That's, ain't, ain't bro, that's, not, all, that's not radical, nigga. That's anti-blackness. They they disguising that. They disguising that shit under a pro-black. Traumatized, right? When yeah. that, like, for example, that shit with you know, with black men, like, they're traumatized because black men hurt them, right? Let's let's call it one hundred. Black men hurt non-black men in the community, and a lot of us want to dodge the accountability. So then it breeds resentment from non-black men, and then since the nature of America is to be reactionary, we're gonna see reactionary takes where it's like. You know what I mean? I was talking to one of the, my mutuals about this earlier, later today, because we were talking about that whole movement, especially with the uh, misandry online, where it's like a lot of it's targeted uh, visibly towards black men because of how black men are coming up short. But it's like, it's reactionary in the sense that, you know, if you, even if you make fun of black men for suffering from racism, it's like, it's not going to skip your black ass. <laughs> you feel me? Anti-blackness skip no nigga. <laughs> like, like yeah. so it, it, you might be celebrating another, another nigga's downfall today, your downfall tomorrow. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's kind of productive. It's not freeing none of us. So it's like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's that's why it's so sad because like all this reactionary stuff we're doing, it's not going to help us at all. So we need to have real, you know, unified agenda, unified front where we address every issue. Like I said, I'm going to talk about that more when we talk about Panafrica because that's the whole point. Yeah. It's just less talking and more action, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think that's, really what, it is, bro. that's what Twitter and social media in a lot of ways has created is just a bunch of fucking talk, talk, talk with no action. And you're rewarded for talking in some ways because you get yes. some type of like, you know, social currency and clout and... Honestly, bro. And I told that shit to uh, queer socialism. And he always asked me when I talk about critiques, because I have that, that sentiment is when I say my, when I talk about critique, I said, when you critique somebody, you have to critique for the purpose, bro. Like, it's like when we recycle the whole thing, oh, Fidel was a white man, Marx was white. It's like, all, all right. Like, what's the point of saying that? <laughs> you feel like, you feel me? Like, what's the point of bringing this shit up? Like, for what purpose does, does this serve? Like, yeah. why are we, why are we saying this? Like, does this take away the gains that they made for the people? You feel me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why are we bringing this up? Like, for what reason do we need to bring this up? And it's always from some ID project. Well, we read too much white men, blah, blah, blah. I mean, first of all, you're already transcribed. You're already, like, taking today's racialization and putting it to people who didn't apply back then with Marx and Lenin and all that, all that stuff. That's another topic. But it's like, it's like, okay, even with that, even with that said, it's like, then just say, okay, let's read these other authors and what they, you know, they bring up. Like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm upset when niggas don't read Nkrumah. I'm upset when niggas don't read, you know, uh, Secretary, when niggas don't read Nairi. But it's like, for me, I just bring it up. It's like, hey, Marsh is cool. Lay is cool. I, I, I like that they say, but I'm going to bring this up too. Like, yeah. it, it does me no good to try and bring them down as if it's going to make my stuff look better. Like, it's not. And it's, and all it does, all it serves is that you make, you feed into that anti-communism 
by bringing down work that actually worked for our people because you want to get a point across that you didn't even need to do that for. And it's just inaccurate. So it's a lot of reactionary talking, but people just want to build a platform, honestly, online. And the quickest way to build a platform is to say inflammatory uh, remarks that get a lot of retweets, a lot of reactions. I fell into that at one point too. But it was like, I, don't, I, I feel like mine, yeah. And that's something I've been like hella taking a step back from. I'm like, bro, I need to stop just saying shit for the sake of saying it. What is the real purpose yeah. behind saying this shit? And when you start to when you start to move like that, and like that's Twitter's not a place that like encourages that, right? It's like what's the really most not. depending on what type of you know, depending on what where you at like Twitter what sector you are in it, but it's like you do get to a point where it's like, all right, you trying to get the most eyes on your shit. And that can sometimes <laughs> lead to saying some faulty ass shit. And like that's something I've been hella taking a step back from like, bro. I need to stop tweeting for this sector of Twitter, nigga. And I need to start, mm-hmm. I need to start saying shit that's going to resonate with all the, the many identities that I'm trying to fuck with. You feel me? That I'm not only that I'm my body, but they're the ones that I'm trying to stick up for and the ones that I'm trying to bring into this shit. And, and I'm taking in all those experiences into my tweets and it's, it stopped me from saying reactionary ass shit. Um, and yeah, I think a lot more motherfuckers can benefit from that shit. Absolutely. And you'll stop seeing shit like, Oh, I hope you niggas catch the Rona. Like it saddens me that people gotta have to learn the hard way. Like I don't want them niggas to learn the hard way. You feel me? Like I don't yeah. want that to happen. Like I shouldn't be I'm not gonna root that on. If I know that's bad, that's gonna happen because of how underprepared we are, why would I cheer for it? It's not a good thing. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's that's really my takes on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know I know one thing you talk a lot about is like the environmental movement. You know, mm-hmm. but oftentimes I feel like, you know, we both feel like that that's kind of like left out of the black liberation movement in some ways, even though there's black people taking a part of it. But like niggas really don't be talking about the environment like that. But the planet is like the last thing that comes up in conversations. When I be- like, yeah, when you think about like white supremacy and capitalism, it's like, oh, yeah, like we'll stop Bezos. But it's never like, why stop Bezos? Mm-hmm. Like in the, you know, environmental consequences that, at, you know, Amazon is having or it's like, OK, you know what I mean? Like all, all that shit is. Never really happened. The way that we the way that we consume food, all that kind of shit, right? It's like, like, I'm even thinking we ain't even done a podcast on that yet. Yeah, you feel me? Like food security. You feel me? Like, and just like the ways in which, yeah. So definitely, yeah. yeah, If you could dive into that. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of my uh, mutuals, Devin Hathlana on Twitter, he was actually talking about that. I don't know if you've seen when you talk when they they were talking about you know they were talking about the George, George Washington Carver. And like, um, I seen the tweet about like yeah, that a couple of days like ago. About how a lot of his, like, uh, George Washington Carver, and I have to read more into it, but he had a lot of environmental, uh, you know, uh, what you call it, additions and contributions that he made. Like, a lot of his focus on penis was be for like self preservation, for food sovereignty. That was the reason why he was pushing so many ways to use penis, is just to keep reusing it because, you know, black people didn't have access to so many resources, you know. Like being able to master, survival. yeah, being able to master a crop w- was very useful, and it also, and like that was just one aspect of it, though. Like, uh, Dev, uh, Devin's highlighted that Carver was involved with many other aspects, and you have other other uh, black radicals like uh, uh, Amakar that talked about, you know, agriculture and how important that was, and the securement of the land to African sovereignty because you need to have, you know, proper land. And you know to produce food efficiently, and also to produce the proper type of food, and also you know to have, to keep reusing it, you know, continuously, so that you don't run out and you know you don't starve. So like we've contributed a lot in terms of environment, but it gets erased. Why? Because environmentalism as a modern concept 
is gatekeeped by all white people. And uh, Devin was uh, ranting about this. It's like, that's why black people don't feel and they don't make the connection and it doesn't come up to their thought because we've been gatekeeped out of that in the West. We've been gatekeeped out of that by the, by the, by whites. I mean, if you look at the scholars on environmentalism who writes about it, it's always, it's always mostly going to be white people. Unless you mm-hmm. go out of Western academia, if you go out of Western academia, you'll find, you know, indigenous, you know, South Americans, you'll find indigenous Africans, you'll find indigenous, you know, Asian folk, indigenous Melanesians talking about it. But if you in like the West, in Europe, in America, in like North America, like it's going to be all whites that's writing about that shit. And when they write yeah. about it, they're not going to indict themselves. Right. They're not going to tell you how white supremacy is responsible. Fucking settler colonialism. Land, <laughs> yeah, for stealing land. For making the military. Monocrops, <laughs> for making monocrops in areas. Like, you know, you come to Africa, they're growing, they're growing like, you know, plantains. And they're growing like, you know, let's say they're growing like uh, coconuts. You come over there, you're like, nah, nigga, you're going to grow some uh, grain. It's like they, they're not used to growing grain. Like you're messing up their whole land, their whole way of life to grow your crops so you can make money. I mean, if you think of, you even go back to like slavery, bro, and how niggas yeah. would fuck the soil up by fucking farming cotton. Cotton, yeah. And this why, why niggas had to acquire so much land because they would just kill the soil and have to make their farm even bigger so they can have a new plot of land. Like yeah. it goes back to literally how the way this country was founded. How it was founded, like from the cotton to the, like monocrops, like monocrops and it dates back to slavery and, and like colonialism, like people don't understand, like like that, that is an environmentalist issue that is tied to white supremacy, but people don't make those connections because again, environmentalism is written in the West by white people. So right. when they talk about it, they're gonna talk about pollution, they're gonna talk about oh, and then yeah, when they talk about the issues, what are they gonna do? They're gonna individualize, I guess. And they're gonna say everybody. That's why they were telling niggas to get hybrid cars. It's like yeah. nigga, everybody can get a hybrid. That's not gonna go you know against what? the amount of pollution that's the polluting. If you, just get, if you just get a Tesla and a Prius, everything will be okay. Every, okay just you know recycle. What? Every time you go to Starbucks, if you don't use that plastic straw and you get one of those metal straws, everything will be okay. Well, how about the fucking US we are military, fucking nigga? <laughs> the biggest <laughs> pollutant in the fucking world is the United States fucking military. But you see, they do that shit because it's like that way when it doesn't happen, they start blaming the people who don't do it. And what happens? Who do they blame? They blame we're niggas. Not doing it? Exactly. Niggas. Because niggas are going to do what's easily available. Niggas are going to do what's cheapest to them. They're not going to do, you know, they're not sometimes going to go out their way to do that because they're thinking about how do I get to the next day? So it's like, again, they individualize it so they can blame the individuals. The individuals they blame is always going to be niggas again. And that way they don't indict themselves. But it's like, Nigga, you know straws, plastic straws is is bad. Why are you making plastic straws? Who is making? Why the Why are they even an option? Because we're not making the motherfuckers. Yeah, I'm not, like, I'm not making anything that's in the stores. Like, why aren't you figuring out how to use straws and like that don't that are usable, re, uh, that are re, reusable and or biodegradable that fits everybody? Like I've had this conversation conversation too, and then you also get into the issue with um you know, consumer habits too, because this is where part of the individual has responsibility. Because when you do bring this up, then you have some people say, oh, well, we need plastics. Like, what do you need plastic for, for real? Like, honestly, like, if you if you have like a food allergy or certain things, then if we're going to make biodegradable material, we're going to try and make sure we have material that, you know, doesn't suit food allergy, or we're going to make sure we use a reusable straw that you can use that, you know, that if you have an allergy to like, say, corn, because corn is the most common thing in biodegradable food like you know forest and stuff so it's like if you have a flag of that then it's like okay we should have metal for you if you can't use metal then okay we'll use another material that that you can use but it's like we need to exhaust all our options before we start thinking about using some shit like plastic 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's the type of, you know, framework and troubleshooting a proper assuming, society should have. I'm assuming plastic is the cheapest to make. But you see what I'm saying, though? That's <laughs> where it comes from. So, so then, and then they condition people to think they need it. So people are like, oh, we need and plastic. And that is the like most this. reliable and all that kind of like, shit. I'm sure you, you can you make believe a that. Something stronger and better for the environment. Like, nigga, make a hemp straw or some shit. That's yeah, probably like, you, you believe, But you believe you need plastic. Be quiet. You yeah. have plastic industry paying all this money to say, yeah, we're so much better than here. You just, here's why you need it. It's like, of course they're going, you're going to think you need it. They're telling you you need it. But it's like, you can figure out other alternatives. We've done, like, we've lived on this earth without it. You've, there's other alternatives to do it without it. So it's like, we need to think of these things. And like, it doesn't get thought about it because again, environmentalism's gatekeeped by white people. They're not going to indict white supremacy. They're not looking yeah. out for the best interests of, of people. And then you have vegans who then they come in, right? Because of that. And then they start blaming the, because there's so much confusion on environmentalism and stuff like that. Now they start blaming again, niggas, because they're not eating enough plants. They're gonna start blaming us for, we're aiding to the destruction of the land, we're aiding to destruction of climate. Like, uh, nigga, first of all, we don't even have access to most produce, nigga. Like what, what? we were just talking about in the beginning of this shit, like there ain't fucking niggas, produce like that. Just niggas don't have access to most, niggas don't have access to most produce. We've already know 70%, where 70% of emissions come from. I mean, that's been tracked. We have the 100 companies. They're almost all like natural gas or oil shit. number one, I mean, number two, and it's like, number three, it's like, bro, the reason why there's so much, you know, pollution from farming is because of industrial agriculture. Nigga, it's capitalism. That shit, yeah. your ancestors brought up. Indigenous people wasn't doing that. You know, African people wasn't using factories to get meat and, and pigs, nigga. They was doing, you know, free range, natural, you know, just... Because niggas know, wasn't living in excess, my nigga. Everything about America is excess, bro. It wasn't excess. We wasn't producing to make profit. We was producing so we could have so enough can to survive, eat. Survive, nigga. Survive. We wasn't doing so that we could sell and have profit. If we have extra, we just gonna throw it away. Niggas wasn't doing yeah. that. Like, that's what your ancestors did. And that's what's causing the problem. It's that. And also... Your vegan products are not immune, bro. And niggas act like the vegan products is actually like ethically made, nigga. It's like it's nigga not. workers, black and brown workers, are still being exploited in these they're fucking fields, exploited. bro. They're picking the shit up, and it's like nigga, you all the palm oil that you getting it from that's from a monocrop in West Papua in Indonesia where they destroy the whole forest for that shit. So you over here acting like you good and high and mighty because you yeah. eat plants, but your shit come from a monocrop that destroyed a fucking tropical rainforest. Niggas, niggas wearing a pita shirt and wearing that shit with pride whole time. That's that fucking colonizing shit, nigga. Come on, bro. Colonizing whole whole lands and destroying whole agricultures and actually destroying the fucking planet. Exactly. I think that's why I don't know. Even for myself, like at least with the environmental shit, like originally I was like, you know, as a nigga was coming into politics in like 2014, 2015, I'm like, bro, all these white folks is leading this shit. Like it should honestly made me not want to think about it. Exactly. Because these white people be acting so fucking wild with the environmental shit. Like, I'm like, bro, you is the problem, nigga. You, problem. you is the colonizer. The problem. <laughs> and that's, what, that's, problem. That's, that's the shit is that niggas forget. They be forgetting, bro. They be acting like, oh, I'm a progressive. Like, bro, you is a settler. A settler At the end bro. of the day, nigga, you a settler, bro. And only and the only settlers who are going to really be about is the ones who understand the position and going to fight like hell to get rid of that position. Because if a nigga, uh, a, a true comrade a true person who's down is going to be like you know what i know this i know that but black people have figured a way native people have talked about different avenues i'm gonna give myself to the cause allow myself to be led like it's something like it's something we talk about in sports you say let yourself be coachable no matter how good you are 
to get better, you want to let yourself be coachable. If you're really for the team, you got to let yourself be coachable. So if a white person is really for the cause, they're going to let themselves be coachable. They're going to let themselves be led by somebody else. It's, it's the same principle, but people who don't have that principle, people who are in it for themselves, they're not going to follow that. They're always going to find a way to revert back to their racist conditioning. There's things like, well, at the end of the day, um, you know, that's like, I'm not, I don't really care about black people like that. So, you know, if you guys don't get it together, oh, well. As long as it helps white people, I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just I'm fine. the like this like environmental conversation needs to be, I think, like at the forefront of fucking like black radical politics. Thousand percent. Because like I will say, nigga, you and Q are the only niggas that I really saw like consistent. And that that could be my fault, but like I follow y'all niggas, and I hadn't seen right. y'all retweeting a bunch of other people that was talking about this shit, right? And yeah. like it has to happen because it's like nigga, we already black folks already suffer at the. Black folks already suffering at the hands of environmental racism, right? But like as this shit continues to be exacerbated, nigga, that we're gonna be the ones that continue to fall victim to the to the ramifications of this shit. Like that's just what's gonna happen. Like this shit goes hand in hand with our survival, saving the planet, nigga. Because when he, when all this shit goes off, nigga, we not gonna be the ones in bunkers. We not gonna be the ones going to new planets. These niggas gonna leave us right here, bro. And, and it's and it's like and like I told people, like COVID nineteen is a sneak peek of what's gonna happen if, when climate change hit. What the government's doing right now is the same shit they're going to do then. Them niggas every ain't going to care himself. about you. Every man for themselves. Them niggas going to try to protect Come themselves. You're going to have someone coming on the fucking, you know, national TV calling it the fucking, they're going to call it the fucking Iran environmental crisis. Like, they're going right. to blame a whole other country and say, oh, because of country. their faulty nuclear programs, yeah. the reason why we have fucking environmental program, or yeah. problems, you know? And, and they're going to tell, tell you you have to act right, and that's your fault. And if you're not vegan, if you're not this, then you're the reason why we're not moving on. But it was their systems that led to this yeah. accelerated destruction. It ties in hand. The environmentalism, the individualism, the white supremacy, they all tie together. That's why it's important when for niggas who are reading to under to have that systematic approach like i get it if regular folks not gonna un, you know get that you know what i mean they're not thinking about that but what annoys me is when niggas come on twitter and they act like they're high and mighty they act like they read and then they fall into the same habit as the as habits as the next nigga in the street who not reading anything it's like at least that nigga he's just trying to think about how am i gonna get my next meal Nigga, the I would one. say the, the first nigga is even worse. The nigga who was reading yeah, is yeah. still not knowledgeable as opposed to the nigga who don't even got the time to read because that nigga's yeah, trying to worry about his day-to-day survival. And even then, he gonna, he gonna be more open to shit because it's like, he has he just hasn't been exposed. Like, they just haven't been exposed to it. He or she or they, they haven't been exposed to it. Whereas, like, you you claim to know, but you're on here spreading... Chosen otherwise. You're spreading yeah. misinformation and bullshit. So it's like, you more dangerous than them. Yeah. Like, but you more dangerous than them. And that's why I think it's super important that, like, niggas follow a politic that actually addresses freeing the land, nigga. Because it's like, if we was, was talking about liberation, bro, we got to free the land from these fucking colonial parasites, bro. Because free these the land, bro. was killing the fucking land, bro. They is killing the land and they killing the environment. And that's Earth, what... Earth is going to be like, Earth will figure out a way at some point. Oh, it always the thing does. is, it's humans going to, bro. Right. <laughs> like, niggas will die, bro. Period. And that's why I think niggas really have to frame this, you know, any type of liberation work, bro. It's like, we is trying to overthrow this government and overthrow this white supremacist system of imperialism to save the fucking planet, nigga. So the earth can breathe, nigga. (laughs) The planet and all its inhabitants. Like, that's what a a, a real revolution, bro, is literally saving the fucking planet, nigga. It's the word organisms. (laughs) 
our kids can have a future. The fucking, you know, I mean, other organisms can have a future, a better future than what they have now. Like, you can't have that if you don't free the land. The land's under control of the enemy, and the enemy's using whatever it wants with it. Yeah. In trouble. So, again, yeah. tied to pan-Africanism as well that we gonna go over later. Yeah, I think that's why, like, food autonomy is so important. You know, I know we was talking about building our own garden and shit and people's yeah. garden that we just have, right? But, like, that shit is stupid important to have autonomy over the food because it's like that's fighting back against the system and in a lot of ways like having food autonomy is the only way to really ethically consume food you know what i'm saying it's like okay yeah. nigga, like we grew it ourselves you feel me all right them chickens we got it our, we got them chickens ourselves right the cows okay we got them ourselves. Got ourselves that's how you make sure like the cows and all this you feel me the meat and shit nigga that's getting free range produced in like an ethical way and the workers nigga is not being exploited Exactly. And I think really like the liberation movement, niggas niggas gotta start paying getting more hip to that shit. It's it's it start it starts with like you said, stop like like I keep preaching, you know, stop falling uh, and like I'm cool with metaphysical, I'm cool with you know, thinking about stuff that's gonna motivate us spiritually, psychologically, but we need we can't get too much into that where we forget materially why we're doing it. Nigga, we need food, we need land, we need we need ethical produce, we need to make sure our work's not exploited. Like like Thomas I think it was Thomas and Carl who said it's like who he who uh, feeds you controls you like, like you know what i mean like that's why when he's talking about speech he said when the west comes to give some help he said give us tractors so we can make our own food don't give us food <laughs> we don't need you to feed us Nigga, we want to make our own food if you're not yeah, gonna we don't want to be dependent bro right it's dependent. like bro if we got to be, be dependent on fucking safeway to get all of our food right what happens when Safeway don't let niggas in? Exactly. And Thomas <laughs> and Carl know that. So that's why he said, don't give us the food. Nigga, give us the tractor and we gonna make the food. But, you know, colonizers know when they see somebody like that, they know they gotta get rid of them because that's niggas who are teaching sovereignty, independence, power. They're not, like, the colonizers need dependency. They need you to depend on them because that way they control you and they can make you do whatever they, they want you to do, so. That's why we need to start mm-hmm. getting niggas to think about being. And that's that propaganda too that they're using too. It's like they're using this propaganda to like be like, okay, we need them. You feel me? We need them so we can go to Safeway. Right. Not realizing exactly. that like nigga, we can make safe. We can make our own gardens. You feel me? Collaborate, build co-ops and shit, our own farms, and have something that's actually more sustainable for the world and our people. Exactly. So that's. I mean, that's it. That I mean, we, that's what it is. Like land, environment, food. Like, these are things we got to take. These have to be center in the Black struggle, man. Like, it's a necessity of life. My nigga, we need to eat. <laughs> Niggas need to eat, man. Like, we can't be overlooking these things because of, you know, mainstream topics or pop culture topics. Like, that just can't be our focus all the time. You feel me? Like, or, I mean, it's, it's okay to focus on that, but we need to be grounded in the reality. And a lot of our people's policies is not grounded in anything other than, like, What's gonna get them the most retweets? What's gonna get them, you know, this this access to this, you know, company or get them visible? What's gonna make yeah? What's gonna make you next? I didn't. I didn't. I should have knew better, but I didn't know better. Like I just assumed that, like, and not to say I be moving perfectly, right? But like I do be trying to atone for my shit, and I be trying to learn and do better. And I just assumed that was like what all niggas on the left, all niggas that was preaching black radical politics was doing. And I realized like, bro, niggas just like the rest of these nonprofit niggas and just like saying shit cause they know it's gonna stick and resonate with motherfuckers. That's yeah. why you get to eat the rich. That's why you get the niggas power of, to the people yeah. ass niggas. He was like, nigga, what are you doing on a day-to-day basis to actually live those politics out? 
niggas have mastered the language but know nothing about the action. Master the language, bro. That's why they that's why they can make reactionary bullshit sound nice. Yeah, bro. It's like niggas niggas will just throw four buzzwords in it and I'm like, bro, you actually is not saying nothing, bro. Like you really think you're coming at me with some fucking heat, but I'm able to like I'm like, nah, nigga, you ain't saying shit. Nigga, I'm gonna tell you you ain't saying shit either. Exactly. Exactly. These niggas be intellectually masturbating, nigga. Masturbating (laughs) on God, bro. And it's like they be mad at me online because like I be telling them to get to the point, niggas, because it's like, bro, what's the point of this? Like, you feel me? Like I'm not trying to just go back and forth talking about all these words for nothing, bro. Like, what are we trying to figure out? And then what's the solution? How do we implement it? Because at the end of the day, that's the whole point of why we're doing this, bro. We're trying to change our reality. I'm not just trying to talk about this shit just to talk about it. Like, come on, man. Like, what what are we going to do to make this shit happen? And and everybody just stops about talking about it because discourse, man. Discourse. Endless discourse. Discourse, hot take society. That shit in every media from sports to like entertainment, everything is just about hot take, hot take, hot take. Who got the hottest take? It's not about like how are we gonna actually what are address you doing? things. What are you doing? <laughs> like, like, I mean, this is a, this is you know I think Twitter is a space. I know people say Twitter is not the real world, but then that shit do be bleeding over into the world in the real world in the sense to where people think it's like it's not so much as to what you do, but more what you say. And we prioritize act, we prioritize words over actions, and that Absolutely. shit needs to come to a full stop yeah. ASAP. That shit's getting us nowhere. No. You talk about like, look at this. Like, I be seeing every day niggas arguing about who better, Jordan or Kobe. It's like <laughs> Jordan or LeBron. Niggas, it's like, bro, damn, nigga, like niggas was arguing about James Harden, Steph Curry yesterday. They doing it again today. Like, yeah, damn, nigga. It's just like it's a real, it's a real fucking reflection of how just this society functions in general. In a sense, like, bro, we just talking about the same shit every day. It's like every nigga, day. I'm tired of talking. Like, what's oh, up with the actions? Oh God, bro! Like, it, like literally, I had to stop talking sports. It's like, man, you niggas. Like, I wake up, go my time. Like, you niggas doing LeBron and Jordan again? <laughs> like, come on, bro! Like, it's just been we've been doing this shit for two weeks. Come yeah, on, bro. man! It's, oh niggas, my God! Niggas, that's how that's how it is, bro. That's how it is. Um, I I'm, I'm I think we kind of touched on it, but I feel like it might have got lost in translation, or it might have been something that we were talking about before we actually press record, but. You know, as someone who's studying biology, um, what has been like, what is, well, how do you feel about the way that the U.S. has responded to COVID-19 and stopping the spread of the virus? Man, so, you know, y'all seen my video where I kind of addressed uh, what the realities were with the vaccine yeah, and, and all that. So, I mean, the leaders know that the lead, everything I said, the leaders knew. So what they they've decided to take the approach of look, the only way to biologically stop this, the only way to biologically limit this, is to have your whole economy planned, controlled, and to have it to where you know we have to shut everything down. We have to make sure everybody's bills is frozen. We have to make sure that we're supplementing one, everyone's needs because that's the only way we're going to be able to safely get through this until we have enough testing to get enough treatment for the you know, for the for the clinical symptoms and to get progress on the vaccine. So they knew that was like the only way. So they were just basically, they was just like, all right, we're going to shut everything down for a little bit, you know, try and make sure that we can show the public that we quote unquote care or we try to respond to it. But then the they, they put profits over people. That's this whole response was predictable, bro. Like, Newsom was all over March, April, talking about data, this and that. Science. We're going to stay closed until the data says we're ready to go. The data is telling you, bro, we're not going to be ready to go 
for at least the rest of the year, but somehow you're telling me by June we're okay? Come on now. You was just you was just telling us that it's gonna take the whole year to bounce back, but all of a sudden it's phase three, time for phase three. We ain't in even a matter of months. In a matter we, of three months. In weeks. In weeks. You was telling us phase three was supposed to be when you rolled it out. When he rolled out the plan, he was saying phase two is gonna be weeks away. Phase three is months away. When he rolled out the plan, two weeks later, oh, we're ready for phase two. Yeah. Months don't even end. Oh, phase three is able to come in forty-seven counties, nigga. It, it like it went from months to weeks in a matter of a week. <laughs> what da- what data told you that's okay? Like, right. Let me see this data. Let me see. And this meanwhile, data. you have like actual like local health officials like L.A. County. They're like, nah, nigga, this ain't ending until June. Or not even June, like July. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. They're, they're, local health officials is the ones, you know, that are actually making the decisions in some ways, right? Yeah, they're telling people that oh, this is it. This is like local health officials are caught in a rock and hard place because, like, and for them to be objective, they know this shouldn't be happening. But then they know who signs their checks, so they can't be Which too loud. Nice. Yeah, so they can't be too loud on what's really supposed to be happening because they know this shit is premature by months. But it's like, if they say this and they publicly go against Newsom, that's you. You're taking a risk. You're taking a risk to say, to go against the government to say, nah, this isn't okay as official. I'm saying this isn't okay. That's a radical movement. How many radicals are in these positions of power to say that? Very few. Very few. So it's like, you know what I mean? So everybody's just going along because at the end of the day, they're going to go with who signs their checks. So when the investors and niggas in Orange County are like, hey, man, we losing too much money on the damn stock market. The Dow, Dow 1000, nigga, we need to open shit up, bro. We need to, we need to make some money. They're going to be like, all right, uh, hey, remember we got, we told you guys it's going to be months? Actually, we reassessed the data. It might be weeks away. Oh, weeks away. Oh, Oh, we're going what to phase two. Bold, bold face lies. Bold face lies. They're going to be like, oh, we're going to phase two. Oh, the vaccine's coming looking good. Yeah. Oh, next thing you know, dial up a thousand percent. Oh, shit, investors happy again. Like, come I mean, on, that's, it's a game. It just shows you, bro, like capitalism is really a game of Monopoly, bro. <laughs> it's a game, bro. It's, it's really a fucking game. There's a whole fucking formula. They know what it to is. do to make money. And all they, they have to do is open their fucking notes on their fucking Google Doc and follow a fucking playbook. And that's exactly what Newsom is doing. And what's, you know, we was talking about earlier is like, Newsom over here being praised as this progressive fucking leader and he's standing up to Donald Trump, but he's really actually listening to Donald Trump supporters and his decisions that he's making to reopen California. He wants to say, oh, science, data, all this bullshit, but really he's backing down to Donald Trump and make America yeah. right again. And that's the exact fallacy of niggas who is saying they fucking Democrats, bro. Yeah. Even, you feel me? Like them niggas is really the same shit, bro. Same shit as Republicans, bro. And it's like, I know that can be overly simple, but if you look at the actual actions of what they're doing, bro, that nigga aligning himself with Trump. He is. Trump's response. Because what was Trump and them response? Trump and them response was like, okay, well, we can't have the economy get be destroyed because people will die. You know, it's like, that's just the risk we have to take. So then the Democrats, they know that. So how do they, how do they, how do they like package a message? They're going to be like, okay, we're going to reopen slowly so that we can minimize the spread. So that way they're making it seem like yeah. they're caring for people's lives. But at the end of the day, they know niggas gonna die, but it's like, yeah. all right, we both agree people are gonna die for the sake of the economy. So we're already both ready to sacrifice it. As Democrats, we're gonna do it in this presentation, which Republicans- They just front bro. They just outright say it, like, all right, yeah. niggas gonna die. Democrats are like, oh, we're gonna try and protect you, but they're not actually protecting you. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what we was just talking about. Like niggas be using all these fucking words and shit words. on Twitter. Like nigga, our own governor <laughs> and our fucking president using the same exact words. Like okay, same science shit. and data. And then on the other hand, okay, we're gonna open up barbershops, even though California's spike is just nigga spike How- just went up. We spiked, but we're still doing phase three in 47 to 58 counties. Come on, bro. And now niggas can go get a haircut? Bruh, and you opened up the mall. You said, oh, it's no phase three in L.A., but the mall can be open. Like, come on, bro. At the end of the day, they're following the same playbook. The way they execute it is based off the illusion of the party. Like, yeah. Nair said, man, America's a one-party state. But typical American fashion, they have two of them. But they both have the same, they both follow the same orders. They just, they, they make it, it's like two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's like that, what that nigga George Jackson said, like, nigga, it's a corporativism, corporativism or whatever, right? Like, niggas follow the rules of corporations in the stock market. Yep, Period. Some of them niggas call Period. themselves Democrats and some of them call themselves Republicans. Period. But at the end of the day, they all have the same class interests. The stock market, nigga. <laughs> I told niggas, man, when I started getting into that shit and trading and studying it, that's when I started to connect it together. I'm like, nigga, this is the shit that runs America. The motherfucking Bro. Wall Street. You, ha- you have this nigga Donald Trump say one fucking word and stocks go up. Go up, nigga. That nigga said the- hydrochloroxine or whatever the fuck that fucking drug is called. What happened to but, stocks, nigga? Nigga, <laughs> I, I, remember I told niggas, when I made that thread and I said, watch, the stocks gonna go up, nigga, the feds came in the next Monday said, we gonna... We're not gonna let the economy take. We have three point five trillion dollars ready to go whenever they need it. Dow went up one thousand that day. Like, like you see, like you feel me, like, like that's that's the shit that runs. Like, I told niggas that's niggas boss, bro. The niggas it who is. run Dow Jones, the niggas who run the Nasdaq index, the niggas who run the S and P five hundred. Them niggas are the ones who run the country, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like they're the niggas who run America. Like, yeah, I mean. That's a thousand percent. And I'm just thinking about like the economic impacts. Like, what do you think the the economic impact of COVID-19 is, is going to be on the black community? Man, and what do we start doing to prepare? It's, we going to have to, man, we gonna have to try if I really try to come up with a communal like funding and like, you know, communal bill payments or something. Because, bro, 30 something million jobs lost. How many of those are we even getting back? Like, <laughs> I think she's gonna turn into automated ass right? technology. Like how, to like, be honest, like, how, like, like, bro, I can't even fathom how many of those jobs are actually gonna return. And if they do return, how many are gonna be able to be supporting people on a livable wage? Like, the ramifications is just, bro. It's they've destroyed generations economically with this. I mean, they've at least destroyed Gen Z job market. I mean, that shit is that shit is bad. I mean. Like they basically bailed out every single corporation and all the niggas is gonna lay people off anyway. Like when they when they when they gave the airlines the bailout money, they said, Look, we're gonna pay you this money. You can't uh you can't lay people off until October first. United Airlines went ahead and said, All right, when it's October first, we're laying these many people off. <laughs> so it's like we have to oblige by the rules to get the money from the bailout, but once that shit's over, we're going to lay these people off anyway. And then the, the niggas with all the money is going to buy the stocks back. Yeah, they're going to buy the stocks back like they was doing before. So it's like, bro, this shit is crazy. Like, they're going to keep the money that was supposed to go to help the workers and still lay the workers off anyway. Like, that's what they just did. Because who is stopping these companies, these employees from having to retain everybody back? 
who say they have to do? And they already saying these niggas finna run out of stimulus. Like niggas is about is about is about to run out of, of of money to give give to unemployment. So what happens when there's no money unemployment for niggas? Exactly. That's oh yeah, that shit got like three four weeks left because it wasn't even for the whole full year. So it's like, and the only reason they even considering giving another stimulus and extending that is because they they they're gonna do just enough to make sure niggas is buying shit because they're not stupid too. They know that for their corporations or companies to work, they need niggas to buy their shit. So it's like, we're going to give you just enough money to where you're going to buy our shit, but we're not going to give you as much as you need to live comfortably to save because we don't want you to save. We just want you to buy. We want you to have to choose, oh, do I save so I can have this much money to have groceries three months down the line, or do I just buy these nice items now because I have extra money up that's what they want you to do. They want you to have to conflict and think about that. When they're giving you the money, they're going to take it out somewhere else. They're like, oh, well, since we gave you this much money, well, you don't need this funding for, you know, this Medicare or you don't need this funding for this road or whatever because you have money. We, have, we gave you money. So that's what, I mean, somebody said it. I mean, as people, like, you shouldn't even expect your tax return next year, honestly. <laughs> Especially if another stimulus check come through, like, don't even expect the tax return next year. Cause like they like you know what I mean like that's how they get down. They gonna try and find a way. So when they if they gonna give you money, they gonna take it out somewhere else. Like there was bills where there's like oh you have to, you know when you get your social security social security you have to waive it for the six months to get this this stimulus. That was one of the new stimulus stipulations that the Republicans trying to propose. And there was another one where it's like oh well, you know you are gonna have to take it with interest and you are gonna have to. Uh, pay it back i think with a, like with a, through a tax credit or something like that so they find it strings to attach to the next stimulus that they try to push out because like they're trying to come up yeah ain't shit free america they trying to come up on shit for free they trying to come up on people bro like they're really trying to come up that's like that's the only reason why that bill the bemicus crash hasn't been shot down republicans are trying to use it to get an agenda off because they know niggas need money to spend but they're not trying to do it the right way and first of all, the, what the Democrats proposed wasn't even right anyway. It, it had like some minor shit that's good, but most of it was a bailout. So the Democrats already started from negative five and the Republicans are going to take it to negative eight. <laughs> you feel me? So it's like, it, it's like, like I said, they both on the same team, but the Democrats was given the illusion that they care so that people can buy in. And I mean, they, yeah. At the end of the day, these niggas are all at the same corporation dinners. Same. They're at the same fundraisers. Same donors, bro. They have the same tax advisors. Same. You feel me? Like, the niggas is the same, bro. They both getting courted by Bezos, bro. Come on now. That's what Amazon I'm saying. Both them niggas' pockets. <laughs> he, covering both, he covering both bases. You don't think he got Republicans and Dems on, de- on deck? Shit is just an illusion, bro. All it really <laughs> on, is. Man. It's not even a... It's propaganda. Like, propaganda. this is it's designed for a reason. It's designed to think that you actually have choice. Yeah, you yeah. don't have a choice, bro. Illusion that's the way, that's the way they create this shit. Illusion of choice, and that's and like my the favorite way to people do is with consumer products. Like when people look at and talk about Cuba, Venezuela, it's like they talk about how in the grocery stores you only have like one type of chips or one type of meat and whatever. But it's like nigga, when you go to a grocery store, it's the same shit, but you have like eighty different companies making the shit. It's like that's wasteful. It's the illusion of choice, but but they own by the they own by like the same five companies. Conglomerates, like exactly. the same five of them own the shit. So it's like you don't have a choice, or like it's just they're well, lying you. to you. <laughs> Your money yeah. going to the same. And, then, and the, <laughs> they, they're the, the type of niggas to post a photo of like a fucking grocery store in Venezuela or a grocery store in Cuba. I'm like, bro, 
Like, yeah. you think you actually have choice, but nigga, like, what? You, you look oh. at an aisle with like 10 different bands, they own by the same company. <laughs> Bruh. They just gave Thousand you 10 percent. different variations to make you think like, oh, we have a lot of competition. Bro, you, have, you have the... Uh, the the oatmeal Quaker next to fucking uh, what, Aunt Jemima, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking the Quaker owns that and owns that brand. So it's like, bro, like, come on, man! Like they are on the same team, bro. <laughs> they all on the same team. But yeah, man, the economic impact is gonna be deadly. Like wealth inequality is gonna widen. I'm looking at it from like the prospect of also inflation too, with all this money being pumped by the feds. I mean. This nigga's gonna start raising the price on goods because it's like, well, you got money, so you know what I mean? Like, inflation take off too when they when money gets pumped into the economy. It's like, well, you guys have extra money, so you should be able to be able to afford this price raise. I'm gonna raise on you. Like, inflation, job market availability. I mean, it's gonna be devastating. I mean, we can't we can't even grasp it because we're just thinking about how do we get through it. 100k dead. It's viral. No vaccine. We're just thinking about man, how do we survive? But the post COVID nineteen economy. Whew. Yeah. Man, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be normal. I hope niggas understand that, man. <laughs> it's important that niggas like us start thinking about how we gonna help preserve our people and show up and be resources to motherfuckers. That's why I like the community garden, the community learning programs, nigga, all yep. that type of shit is, is, is gonna be essential to, to making sure folks stay alive, nigga. Like mutual aid, bro. <laughs> like like hey, survival not, programs. And it's so it's wild because really... like it was so like mutual aid was just something that was talked about for the first few weeks. You feel me? It was like Boom, boom, boom. I have not heard continue, like, well, at least, like, from, at least from the groups that weren't already doing it beforehand. From, like, the niggas was already on this shit as a politic and not just as a fucking reaction to, to COVID, right? Like, them niggas is still going hard in the field. And it's just important that, like, niggas gonna understand this shit is gonna be a dire need of folks is mutual aid services post-COVID. And that's, a, and that's the one thing I'm gonna give to anarchists that push that, really. Like, they're the ones who tend to lean towards that more so as a as a proxy, I mean, they're disorganized. A lot of them is liberals, but I mean, at least the push in the mutual aid is important in the sense that it meets daily people's needs. But I mean, even then, their mutual aid is not targeted to the communities. Nigga, they ain't in no hoods, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like they I ain't said, in no nigga, fucking hoods. Like, they doing they it for themselves, nigga. Yeah, they don't talk to no niggas. You know, what I mean? like, they so afraid like, of niggas, bro. Yeah, Especially y'all exactly. here, bro. It's like all them anarchist niggas be acting like they so fucking tough and shit, nigga. I, I got words for them niggas. Uh, just... Nigga, I bet we. I mean, we've been we've been out. We've been to public. We've been to protests. We've been seeing how they move. We've been seeing how they quote unquote rock, nigga. When, when it's when niggas, it's time to sorry. see niggas in the hood, where them niggas at? Come on now, we know, That's, we know, we know. They push like, that from they fucking little armchair revolutionaries, nigga, yeah. with their fucking ivy. That isn't even them. Niggas Mark be doing mutual, mutual. Niggas be doing mutual aid in the burbs. Shout out to real anarchists, though. There's a lot of black anarchists oh, that is actually yeah, doing real nigga shit, but. Black, no. black, a lot of black African anarchists, indigenous anarchists, globally especially, that's yeah. you know good at finding alternatives, giving us the knowledge to make alternatives. But a lot of the Westerners, yeah. though, they just again, it's it's white guilt that that they try to use that. It's charity, to, in some yes. ways, bro. The niggas actually think it's anarchism, but it's actually charity. But yeah, in, in a lot charity. of ways, bro, that the Panthers pushed the survival programs and mutual aid. They didn't necessarily call it mutual aid, but yeah, the, the Panthers give us the best example in my opinion, of what actual survival programs could look like. Especially in America. I mean, the niggas gave the 10-point plan right there. And we have, what, free breakfast programs nationwide because of them niggas? Like, they already laid Niggas the have crosswalk guards because of the Panthers and shit. Yeah, like, like, we already laid, they already laid the blueprint out of what that shit looks like, but they didn't call it mutual aid. They, they 
it was part of the power, building power because it's not because yes, mutual aid, mutual aid, and this is where people are liberal and not thinking more so. It's also building power because we're building alternatives, we're building alternative structures. So it's not just we're not just giving people stuff to meet their needs for today. We're also building a network, a system to where if the government cuts this off, we have this system in place ready to go to meet yeah. everybody's demands. Different. Thousand percent. Bro, um, last question before we jump into the extended content for our patrons. Um, it's around something that you brought to my attention, maybe for sure in the last few weeks that I've like, it's allowed me to move a lot differently through like with my, with my male peers and I think has led to some more effective forms of political education. Um, but you talked about um, the importance of like patience with folks who don't have access to the same essentially, I guess, like, same communities and or, like, same text that I have access to, right? Um, and, yeah, I was hoping that you could talk, and we were specifically talking about echo chambers, too, on top of that, like, me being on Twitter and, like, uh, following people that think the same way that I do, right? Uh, and how I think that can provide a, a false, we talked about it on a podcast recently, how I think yeah. that can provide, like, a false sense of what the reality is. Yeah, and, like, a false sense of, like, us doing, like, real and important and effective work. Because if you're talking to so many like-minded people, nigga, you're not really going out there and changing minds of folks, which will, in, in turn, like, be, nigga, help create the society that we hope to see. And we talk about revolution, help create more warriors, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, yeah, I was, if you could just talk to talk about, like, the downsides of echo chambers and how the motherfuckers are really counterproductive to, you feel me, um, radicalizing folks and creating the conditions for revolution, and also why it's important for niggas like us who have done the readings to be patient with mostly other other black men um in terms of like when it comes to like politically educating them uh, from a from a black man's perspective you definitely have to be able to do one of the two things you have to be able to um understand how it is they might have been brought up based on their upbringing um you have to be able to uh guide you know if you're if you've gotten to that level you're allowed to be able to guide them through their their mess ups you also be able to be able to challenge them when you see them slipping and when you see them reverting back to these tendencies you have to be able to challenge them to push forward because that's another thing i think and i i that's a, it's a thing that i dislike with a lot of uh black black men radicals online on after twitter like while they are accurate in pointing out some of the reactionary language against black men and they're accurate against pointing out how black men are demonized and, and portrayed. What they also do is that they also they also like ignore the actual harm we cause. And it's like they they like to they don't like to address it and confront that. You know, it's it's always it's always constant victimhood to black men. And while we are victims of white supremacist systems, we also make other victims from with non black men. And we have to be able to be accountable to that and to, and to help prevent that happen. And that's conversation a lot of them don't want to have. And a lot of them don't want to have that on, on the Twitter because Twitter is always about conflict, confrontation, getting off your agenda, getting off your narrative. It's not about, you know, addressing what needs to be addressed before. And honestly, a lot of people are just straight up misogynists to where they want the power to themselves too. So it's one of those things as black men, if you know what you need to do, we have to build with the people who want to equitably distribute that and got to be able to confront the people who don't and either hopefully re-educate them to get in line. But if you have to deal with them violently, you also got to deal with them violently too, because the reality of the situation is there's a lot of people who's invested 
and want to remain invested in what they know. And unfortunately, you know, it sucks that that's the case, but you gotta be able to deal with that that situation as well. And you know, some like some people just want to keep doing harm, <laughs> so you gotta be able to stop them from doing harm, and that requires you know, permanently removing them, if if if, if need be, you know, to protect the people. But you have to do it to protect the people for the love. Everything's for the love of the people. You know, we want to save people, we want to rehabilitate people, but we also have to be also to be able to defend people. And a lot of times, non-black men. Uh, non-black cishet men don't feel protected That's and they sure. don't feel valued and centered because even when people support the idea, you know, the, the fact that they need liberation, the fact that we need to be accountable, uh, how are we doing that through action? You know, and it's tough, you know, it's not, it's obviously something we're not a condition to do right off the bat, but that's something as revolutionary radicals or people who want to follow the revolutionary path, people who want to follow radical tradition, you have to be able to train yourself in doing so. That requires patience with fellow black men, building black men that want to be like-minded and requires patience because like you said, you know, everyone doesn't know this, like we're conditioned to not. And like, as people, we need to understand that. And like, we need to be able to say, hey, I was once like them in many ways. I I probably still am in some ways, you feel me? Like there's still a lot of stuff in the black system I have to learn. So. I have to be patient with them to learn and to help them like I was trying to help myself. You feel me? Like, I don't like it when black, cishet black men come online and they try to put themselves on a pedestal like they're better than other niggas. It's always, and it's always those niggas who's always using their image, uh, trying to pander that ends up being violent, exploitative because they're using that, you know, trust that non cishet black men give them to now exploit them. Like we're talking about the male feminists and stuff who are exploitative and who are use the rhetoric to be exploited and like to abuse power is because you know they're they're not invested really in the community. It's for their own personal gain. That's why they yeah. present themselves. Niggas as, be using the words, bro. Yeah, be using the words and they present themselves as, oh, I'm better than other niggas. Like, no, nigga, you still in community with niggas so you need to like you're still part of the group so you need to help yeah. still complicit group and, and, and you're still complicit and even if you act like you're so good bro it's like you still deconstructing all the same shit too it's like exactly. bro it's like nigga i'm still deconstructing my homophobia my transphobia right you feel me like, like niggas is still you feel me the the patriarchy niggas like you know even myself i like to think like i know shit but niggas niggas be still be patriarchal Exactly. I think I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important for niggas to have that balance because where I also got for myself was like I got so far off to the left in trying to be like a really good like ally and be in solidarity that like I just had no patience for niggas and I'm like, bro, what if nobody had that for me? Exactly. Like I would not be who I am today. And also, like with us talking about wanting to be in solidarity, wanting to advocate, like nigga, if we don't educate these motherfuckers, who will? Who will? Like who because, will? Because like if if it's not us, then we expecting the victims, the people who are most who who are who are falling victim to these niggas' exactly. harmful acts to do the fucking not only not only be harmed, but then to also patch themselves back up and then go educate these niggas. It's right. Like, bro, we as cishead niggas, we gotta do the work, bro. And exactly, we gotta take that time, bro. We have to take yeah, that if time. We're talking and about if like we, if we, we still upset. all learning shit, nigga. We've been doing readings for. Years five now. plus years are t- type shit, you know what I'm saying? Or depending on how I don't know when some of some other motherfuckers might have been radicalized way before that, right? Like think about how long if we talking about like nigga, we're gonna always be doing this work for one. You feel me? Like, we're yeah, gonna always, always be doing this work. So if we've been exposed to this shit a lot, a lot, a lot more frequently and a lot earlier than a lot of niggas, like bro, 
niggas ain't gonna move the way that we move. I think about the niggas who I be around. It's like, bro, these niggas only get this type of experience when they with me. And then they back to the same environment that birthed them. And it's like, it's going to be hard, bro, until I can completely, until I can remove them from that for a long period of time and get these niggas around me to where you completely deconstruct everything they fucking knew and then take them back to that shit to where like, now they're comfortable and like being able to stand up for themselves. And because a lot of, a lot of shit early on was like, nigga, do I even have the range to tell these niggas how they wrong? Or like, nigga, is this something I want to, willing to be, to be violent for? You feel me? Because we talked about this before on the show that we on discourse and uh my homie pierre they were saying like well violence don't always got to be what it come down to and i'm like well that's what you say but like that's not how i how i experience things you feel me like like violence is damn near always on the on the brink when i'm talking to another nigga and i'm trying to tell him about itself especially if you're taking it personal yeah yeah that's that's like your quote-unquote manhood is threatened so it's like you gotta search your own your own masculinity nigga what does that mean you fight that's what people that's what people gotta understand too violence people look at people are and that's like and, and I get their thing. You don't want to have to glamorize violence, but it's also like kind of a, a liberal mindset to look at violence as just negative. When it's like, like you was talk, tweeting with that nigga Mar, and Mar tweet. He said, "Sometimes you just gotta run the fade." And honestly, sometimes when for it to decompress a nigga, you just gotta shoot the fair one on a nigga. And if, that, if that's what's gonna get him to understand and decompress, like, and, and make him calm down, sometimes that's just gotta be done. You feel me? Like sometimes it gotta be done because. At the end of the day, when we come from a violent society, we come from a violent world. That's the way some niggas learn. Like I know it's some. It's like it's certain niggas I cannot talk to, bro. And I know this from experience. It's the only language they understand is like the only language a nigga gonna understand is violence. Like because that's the world we live in, and like it's violent. So it's like the only thing a nigga gonna get. Some niggas can't be reasoned with through words. You feel me? And that's not saying you gotta kill a nigga, but like on the opposite side of that, it's like okay, I know there are some niggas when I come to these niggas and I tell them about themselves, I gotta ready to throw hands. You feel me? Like, I, I, I got to be, because either I'm going to say something in a way that they don't like, like, either just by me holding them accountable, they don't like it, and they're going to say something what? to me that I don't like. And, like, right. <laughs> by this you point... Gotta, <laughs> you got to be ready to throw hands. And also, if it's in the, the pay on the environment, like, I mean, obviously, when we're talking to people in our community, we're not looking to harm. But in real-life situation, when you're trying to build liberation, you yeah. got to be ready to to knock niggas down. Bro, like, if you're defending a, you feel me, a, a woman or a trans woman who's being harassed on the street corner or by hey, a liquor I'm store. Gonna talk a nigga out of that. You can't I'm talk a nigga out of it. You got to, you got to, you, you feel me? Like, you, you might have to be ready to put a nigga down if it come down to it. Like, if I'm saying, like, like when somebody's so radicalized in their belief, it's like reactionary radicals when they, when they cause terror in regions. Like, you know what I mean? These are like the, the radicals, like saying like Syria and some, and some shit. Where it's like, you know, Assad and them had a, a, a stable environment, but then the U.S. backed these radicals. These radicals in their head, they believe they're right. So it's like you can't reason with them. That's you said the other day, bro. Some niggas are ready to die by the anti-blackness. They're ready to die by the shit. Like just like niggas was ready in like in like these quote unquote terrorist groups ready to die by their beliefs. Some niggas is just ready to die by what they believe in. And you got to be ready to meet that form. Because it's like, that's why when people say it don't got to be violent, but for a lot of niggas, it has to be. Because are you going to kill me or I'm going to kill you? Well, like, you can just tell some niggas out. just like, bro, <laughs> niggas ain't outside, bro. That's that's part of it, bro. It's like, I'm the, like, nigga, have you ever talked to a nigga? Like, bro, right? or like, like, <laughs> like nigga, I don't know. You know like, on, but I, I do think like, where you Blake, be at? Like, like, I think it's also like context is everything, right? Like, yeah, when I tell yeah. you stuff, I don't ever think a fight's about to happen. Ever. Right. You feel me? Exactly. So it's just like you, like you gotta know who you dealing with. There are certain niggas. I'm like, all right, I did think we was gonna have to throw him, but you feel me? He had a little lot differently. I'm happy we didn't, but like I right. did go into this conversation thinking that I was about to throw him with this nigga. Right. 
it's one of those things where we're not as as radicals. We don't want to resort to violence. We don't want to glamorize. I hope violence. I never get like. I hope I only have to fight white people the rest of my life. Like, exactly. I, hope that. I, like, I hope I never have to fight another uh, another right. black person ever exactly. again. Bro. And I, I tell niggas I too. So. I tell niggas that too. It's like I'm not trying to when I get a weapon, my weapon and my guns for white people. I'm not trying for white racism. I'm not trying to have that shit for. Uh, for black people or for other black folks, like I'm trying to keep it for white racists, for white rednecks who's want to who want to come for my black life, want to shoot me for jogging. You feel me? That's what I'm trying to have my strap for. I'm not trying to kill niggas, but at the end of the day, I have to also be prepared that some niggas they don't want you to live. Just like you know, some niggas will kill trans people. Some niggas will kill uh, you know LG uh, gay people and, home, and um, bisexual and you know. And, and LGBT people, they'll just they'll just kill them because it's like they don't agree with them and they don't want them to live. Like, how can you reason with a nigga like that? Facts. You can't. Okay. You have to, de- but you have to defend our fellow our fellow uh, brothers, sisters, and non-binary. But we have to be able to be there for them too. If they're not able to be there for themselves, so we have to be able to be there for them. So how do we do that if by not by not thigh violence? We have to be ready for it. You know what I'm saying? So we don't glamorize it. We don't use that as our first approach. Ew. We have to be ready for it. And this is something I talk with Deshaun to a little bit because he talks about it too. It's like, yeah, a lot of system men too. He's like, you guys often have to resort to violence. But it's like, man, I don't want to, but I understand that sometimes it's just it's just gonna have to be done in some situations. Yeah. And I never it, I, mean, I never see fights, bro. I never see it's like when you dealing, you feel me? It's like you dealing with a primary predator, which is sec- uh, white supremacy, and then you de- yeah. dealing with a secondary shit, which is colonized yeah. people with colonized minds, bro. And you yeah, gotta, exactly. you gotta reason up. You feel me? Because if you know how niggas be moving, you gotta be, you feel me? You gotta be aware of that shit. And you gotta, you gotta be, be able aware. to to deal with it. And it's like, you know, Huey said it perfectly. Like we pick up the gun to remove the gun itself, bro. Like violence exactly, is our last bro. answer, but we know that exactly. we live in a violent ass system, and that we will have to use revolutionary violence at times. You feel me to to end the system that is making us have to resort to these violent measures, bro. It's like exactly. niggas out. We don't like guns, but nigga, we got to pick that gun up because that's the. You feel me? This is what this is the land we is in, bro. Man, look, and, <laughs> bro, the bro who's uh, uh whose uh, partner got killed. I think what's her name, Brianna? Uh, the ones whose partner got killed in the shootout from the cops. The yeah. cops raided their house, the wrong house. His his partner's gone, but he's still alive because he had a gun. He used it. Like that shit keeps you alive, man. Like you live to see another day if you're ready to resort to violence. Like you will live to see another day if you know how to use it, if you're trained and you're ready to wield it. He he used it on the cops. He 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 might have not been able to live if the backup came, but that was his only choice, and he used it. And now he's and he's still alive. He lost his partner, but he's still alive. Like that nigga's still alive. So you have to understand. Sometimes violence is. It's not even sometimes we know it's, it's not even violence too. That's self defense, bro. Self defense isn't violent. It can be, but it can be framed as that because at the end of the day, you have to enact it. But that's well, that's my point though. When we enact violence on somebody who's reactionary and doesn't want to change, is it violence or is it self defense and self preservation? Are we preserving the people? Like if we're over here exterminate, going to exterminate white supremacists who don't want to change, like are we committing violence or are we removing people who want to exploit and keep other people? Uh, down and oppressed. So isn't that self-preservation? Isn't that a form of active self-defense? Like when Fidel took all those people's land and they didn't want to, and they were, and he knew they were fighting against him to get people back into domestic servitude, to keep black Cubans under subjugation and and to reverse everything of the revolution. Is it violence that he is now saying, look, you, we're giving you a chance to change. So you change, you gotta go. And they're like, we don't want to change. 
So is it violence to not remove these people who you know will reverse everything and make everything worse? Is that violence or is that active self-defense? So it depends on how you frame it too. People look at it as violence, but it's like... For me, I think violence has a lot to do with like, when you start talking about like defining violence, I think it has a lot to do with like intention and the power being yielded. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think it's like the intention behind it and the power and like, the power Absolutely. dynamic that's yeah. in play. Power dynamics. Because revolutionary yeah. violence isn't the same thing as violence, nigga. Revolutionary nope. violence is actually an act of self-defense yeah. and self-preservation self-defense. Yep. for yourself and for your humanity and for your people's and a humanity. preservation out of love, not a preservation of, out of hate. You feel me? Like, right. It's not hate. It's not because yeah. I hate. It's not because I hate you. It's because I love these people, these masses, and we got to protect them. And this is the only way we can because you don't want to cooperate. It's like I had this conversation with abolition and people were talking about, well, what do you do with like, you know, and people always ask, what do you do with like rapists and with, you know, murderers and stuff? I'm like, the thing with abolition is like we need to abolish these prison these prisons because they're they're structures of like you know, slavery, the structure of anti-blackness, but that doesn't mean the alternative we have in place won't be one of re- if when we get power won't be one of rehabilitation, one of bringing people back from you because when I talk about it won't China, be one of it won't be one that that means like justice justice is gonna be obsolete like some yeah, yeah like maybe I talk niggas about are still getting hung are are shot dead as a result of abolition. You feel me? Like, who knows? Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I tell, like, exactly. Like, I tell people, like, in, like for a China situation with the, with the Uruguay situation, because a lot of people don't understand, like, the radical nature of that is that the reason why it is how it is, and there's rehabilitation centers there, it's not camps, it's rehabilitation centers, is because there's a separatist movement by the Uruguay people. Like, there's re- reactionaries amongst those people who want to separate from China being funded by, like Turkish radicals or like, you know, US people funding them, like, you know, like linked with Al Qaeda and shit. They trying to separate from China. So it's like, China's like, okay, you're committing. And like, they released a video. These niggas was committing terrorist acts, but like bombing like trains and shit. Like, so it's like, they took those people and like, look, we know you want to, you want to be separatists, whatever, but we need you to be part of our community. We need to protect our community. So we're going to rehabilitate you, make you deprogram from all that radical stuff that was harmful and violent to civilians. And we're going to try and reincorporate you back in. People look at that like, no, that's wrong. But for me, it's like, bro, what do you think is going to happen to all the white supremacists that were taught to be racist? It's either you're going to rehabilitate the niggas or you're going to kill them. You can't, there's not going to be no magical way where they kumbaya and they're going to like, all right, revolution happens, snap. Everyone, you know, yeah, it's just like, better. On, <laughs> it's either you rehabilitate these niggas extensively or you off them like there's no in between with it with 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 that type of thing so that's why when people look at abolition they look at it as like oh you're gonna let everybody go no nigga that's not what we're gonna do we're gonna stop the idea of incarceration as as uh, as punishment stop the idea as incarceration as exploitation and we're really gonna talk about bringing justice to victims rehabilitating so we stop further violence and you know, not recreating violence again through systematic measures. Like that's what you know, abolition is supposed to mean. So, like, you know, that's that's why when you talk about talking with black men, it's the same thing. The idea of rehabilitating them, trying to rehabilitate them. And if it's not possible, then you gotta be ready to you know answer their tone. So when people are mocking Umar for what he said, I know Umar's a reactionary ass nigga. He's a he's a hotep ass nigga. I get that. But if you like, if you can divorce what he was saying about going back to the streets from what how he was saying it if you can pinpoint the message he had a point some niggas not gonna want to listen and you do have to be ready to address that situation (laughs) you you have to you have to you have to be ready i feel like sometimes we just go like either too far 
on both sides. Like some niggas just like, oh fuck all these niggas. Cause that's yeah, why I found my point that sometimes like, oh, all right. niggas is off. These niggas ain't learning. Fuck these niggas have to kill yeah. these niggas. You know, I think sometimes niggas is way too fucking patient. And like, right. just to the point where it's like, oh, you're not even teaching niggas. You just let niggas, you, you damn yeah. near just baby and niggas, enabling you feel me? Them. Yeah, you enabling, enabling niggas. Them. So yeah. I think it's just like about having a fucking balance and it's, it's hard as fuck, but like it's taking, it, it just takes a lot. You got a really thoughtful, intentional and- And like we said, patience. Patience, 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 yeah. patience. That's the key. Patience, you got to be able to discern between the two of when you are a nigga, hold on, now yeah. I'm being an enabler as opposed yeah. to being patient with a nigga. Or now I'm just like not showing any patience. I feel like exactly. just in efforts to like not be the other, we go, in efforts to not be one thing, we go all completely off to the other side. And that requires both us- dumbass ha- harmful. And it requires us to keep studying. And that's why this work never ends because we have to keep getting better so we can keep maintaining that level of knowledge and discernment. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to do that if we don't learn. Like, if we stay stagnant, how the hell are we going to be able to tell that somebody else is being enabled or someone else has gone too far if we don't even know what that shit look like ourselves? So, it never ends, man. The work never ends. thousand percent. It's always a process, and we always got to keep building. Yes, sir. So, appreciate you, Kings, for being on, bro. For real. You want to yep. plug your, um, your socials or something before we get into the extended shit? Yeah, I mean... Like if you want, if you know, if you want to catch some like you know knowledgeable tweets here and there, you can follow me at it's Kings Red. So just go ahead and follow me on Twitter if you know just want to catch some like you know some threads. I like I also boost some people's stuff. You know if you if you're listening to this podcast and you got money, I boost other people's you know other trans folks, other um, LGBT folks, other uh, Black women's needs, and as well as other people in the trenches that might need some help. Uh, if you see that get boosted on my page, go ahead and help help the folks out too. So. Uh, when you, if you follow me, man, it's not for me. I don't need the platform. I'm just here to, you know, help minds grow and help my people out who are doing good work. So go ahead and follow me up if you want to be involved with that. That Kings, bro. Big Kings, huh? <laughs> big Kings, bro. Big Kings, <laughs> man. <laughs> Nigga ain't we over 200 pounds. Big Kings, huh? Nigga, <laughs> now, man, this shit crazy. I'm losing weight. Uh, y'all good. know the drill, though. To tap into this extended content, y'all got to go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. And niggas was... Bro, there was a whole conversation. Well, I was going to text it to you, but I, we was both going through some other shit, so I'm like, bro, I want to join into this conversation. But niggas was just, like, talking about, like, organizers that have podcasts and da-da-da-da-da, and, like, they were showing, I guess, them Chapo niggas. I don't know who that is. Chapo's house? Yeah. yeah. They make, like, 130-something thousand dollars a month or something. That I'm like, crazy, bro. I'm like, bro, people were like, there was also some some conversations around, like... Um, niggas ain't organizers, though. There was... Um, I don't know if you follow... I believe it's Jamie on on Twitter. They're out on the East Coast, but nah. they were saying they were saying um, like they don't know any po- any podcasters that have time to organize any organizer have time to do a podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, nigga, that's why you need to support our shit because nigga. I was we thinking forced- about your shit when she tweeted that too. I, I, tw- yeah. I and like me and her, we be, we be like we mutuals like we we like share resources and shit and go back and forth on Twitter and whatnot. And I'm like, nah, it's possible. You got to just work dumbass hard, and that's why we need to be getting paid. Like, I'm like, you actually got to support the real niggas who's actually doing this. There's not a podcast that we've done where we weren't organizing before or after. Right. Let me like, niggas have organized this whole day, bro. Like, niggas just like, we doing this shit for his uncle. We just got masks. We trying to put together this act. We trying to put together this play to get 250 pairs of shoes to give out to the houseless folks in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just let niggas know, like, bro, we doing the podcast and we doing the work. And I do think if you have the resources, nigga, organizers should be doing podcasting because that shit can go directly into like it's directly connected it's a lot of niggas that don't that wouldn't know about pbl if it wasn't right. color black you feel me so and that, 
But yeah, the issues that these chopper niggas they got all this money they using as a grift, and then you got people saying, "Oh, it's just a million dollars. You, it's not that much." Like nigga, what? I should slap, I should slap you for saying that. They saying that on Twitter, bro. Why it's white left the same that it's like, oh, that's just a million dollars. But these like, the niggas bro, that we supposed to be in alignment with. Niggas who like, like on, niggas man. don't always make excuses for the system when it's beneficial for them, though. Right. Like when, when, the, when the system beneficial for you, that's when you really get to see who really trying to who trying to transfer power, who just trying to hoard <laughs> that was, shit. Now all of a sudden it's just a million dollars. Now it's just a million, but come on, <laughs> my nigga. But so, so yeah, the, the, all this being said, like nigga, to Jamie's point, it's hard as fuck to organize and do podcasting. And that's why we be on this motherfucker begging for y'all to fucking pay us. Because yeah. niggas is out here still having to go through the ground. Like niggas, no, no one gets paid from PPO. Period. Point blank. That shit is on a volunteer basis, my nigga. Like Fashion. all the money that we use goes into providing resources for the houses community. And all I've of us still it. work jobs. You feel me? So I've seen it to see it. I've seen it. My folks have been in it. So it's no cap when they saying that like it can be verified. That's the, and that's the beauty of being in the community. Niggas will vouch for you. We don't, we don't have to lie. Bruh. So pay up right. nigga. We not only are we out here busting our ass in the field. We also trying to provide fucking political education. So nigga support niggas. If you really about that. Patreon.com. Yeah, right. So I tell black pod, pay the fuck up.